Hello and welcome to the Man On Podcast. I am Darren and joining me today is Craig and Martin, his back. Hi, hi. Hi, hello. Yeah, I'm back. Back to the rain and my building site of a, of a house. So, yeah, lovely. <laughs> it is absolutely hammering it down out there. It's dark, <laughs> cold and wet. It is not summer. No. Normally, normally we go away sort of towards the end of September or like even October, November is like typically when we take our holidays. But because we wanted to go to Croatia and you, like obviously in Europe, we've gone in the summertime this year and we said, oh, well, at least we won't come back to like winter this time. <laughs> um, but yeah, not so much really. You have. It's terrible. How are you, Greg? You good? Yeah, I'm good. Looking forward to this one. I haven't spoken much Sky really for the last month or so. So it feels like we've got our FPL opinions in line, doesn't it? But not, not Sky so much. Um, I feel a bit out of the loop with Sky a little bit. I'm not really ready. So we might be ready after today. Yeah. Yeah. I, I chugged a team together. I've tampered a little bit. Nothing like FPL. Um, but yeah. This is uh, this is going to be a, a, a fun one for us, and uh, we're using new graphics. You may have seen the new intro. Um, music's the same, so sorry, Richie, but um, the graphics are all new. Uh, so hopefully you enjoy them. Any feedback is welcome, but not negative because I'm not changing it. Right, <laughs> let's get um, on. I, I kind of hope Matt Bellamy from Muse doesn't watch us because uh, he, he might give us a knock on the door. It's, it's very much like their simulation theory graphics, isn't it? But I do like I'm, it. Do. I'm not going to lie. It, it very is very, very similar to that, um, which is nothing. I have no problem with that because... No, I mean, me neither. Me neither. <laughs> um, so he can knock on my door. I'd bloody welcome it. <laughs> I haven't got a problem either because I've got no idea what you're talking about. That's the reason. Yeah, I'll, I'll be fair. Neither <laughs> would Thomas. He'd be like, who you? He's never heard of them. <laughs> they doge a cat. Something crap. I don't know. Um, right, goalkeepers, let's go. Yeah, so we're going to look at um, the highest owned players in each position um, and just talk about, you know, what ones we like, what ones we don't like, if we can understand why some of them are high owned or if maybe if we can't understand why they're so highly owned at this point. How are you going, um, so, yeah, we'll do goalkeepers first. Um, so, uh, for the benefit of the audio, the top six highest owned goalkeepers at the moment in order are Ramsdale, Pope, Edison, Anana, Allison, and Emmy Martinez. Um, and the percentages on the screen are from uh, yesterday. So I think I, I had a quick look a minute ago, and they've, they're, they're pretty much the same. They're all within a percent of what's on the screen there. Um, Ramsdale's gone down ever so slightly. Um, I wonder if that's to do with like the David Rea rumours. So Ramsdale's gone down ever so slightly and everybody else has gone up like a tiny bit, but it's all like less than a percent away from what you can see on the screen. Um, so um, I'll, I'll pick on someone, I guess. I'll start, I'll guess start with you, I guess, Craig. Are you starting with any of these goalkeepers? Uh, is there any anyone on here that you can't understand? Um, or what, what's your thoughts on this being the top six? I uh, can't understand Pope for the same reasons as FPL, right? The fixtures aren't very good. I know Sky, you probably pick a keeper for the season more often or a keeper to overhaul. We don't really want to be moving around. But even considering that, I still don't think I'd maybe have Pope. Um, Emmy Martinez is quite interesting. I, I consider, Obviously, as a Villa fan, I've considered it in Sky. When the prices first came out, he was the one that I first looked at as being quite a good season keeper for that balance of decent clean sheet potential, decent save point potential. 
Um, issue being that when you're only paying sort of 0.5 more to jump from sort of a top eight team to a top four team and, and things, it feels like that's not a big difference, right? Compared to what defenders would be like, a Villa to a Man City defender, for example, be probably about 2 million. To get an upgrade for 0.5 million for that same sort of clean sheet potential, I can see why people go premium with a goalkeeper. Um, and maybe in my second team, I might think about having one of these. But in my first team, I have not considered any of these six. Well, say Martin is briefly, but the other five I haven't really considered at all. And it's it's, it's probably bad for Matt, from Alisson. I don't think I've ever owned Alisson in any fantasy game. And it feels like maybe this is the season to maybe think about it with him, but not really at the minute. Yeah. So yeah, with Martinez, I guess um, he's a he's a reasonably solid um, sky option. I mean, you see his points per million there twenty, just over twenty four points per million last season, um, which is sort of up around, um, you know, Allison, Pope, and Ramsdale. It's not quite as good, but it's up around that mark, and obviously he's cheaper, um, and it's certainly it's a fair bit better than Edison. Um, and it does it does give a bit of captaincy coverage, doesn't it? Like if you're thinking, you know, that second Sunday, you got Villa versus Everton um, and Chelsea versus West Ham or West Ham versus Chelsea, I should say. He's a potential captaincy option there as well, isn't he? If you don't fancy starting with a Chelsea player, for example. Um, so, so, yeah, I Villa can understand. Villa do have alternatives, don't they? Diego yeah. Carlos may come in very cheap. Howard Torres is not stupidly priced. Then you've got... Kamara in midfield, maybe Watkins. I, I suppose there are alternatives if you're doing it for captaincy reasons, where some other teams, there's not that depth of player, is there, for who you might want. Like Nightingham Forest, for example, it might only be like one or two options for them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then, what else are we going to say? Yeah, Pope, I, Pope, I agree um, with the opening fixtures. We've got the opening fixtures on the screen there. Um, I've stolen this from the Planet FPL um, planner. Um, where they this is from the this is from the tab where it ranks fixtures sort of in order of like best to worst. Um, so from that, that's for, for these uh, for these six teams, that's their fixtures sort of ranked in order from best to worst. And you can see Newcastle are the worst there. Um, so yeah, but I, I don't fancy Pope from the start either, particularly. Um, what about you, Darren? What are your thoughts on this? Have you got any of these? Yeah, I've got Unana. Um, he seems to be my keeper in all formats at the moment anyway, but uh, I, I liked his price point. I do think United will do well for clean sheets there. Opening fixtures are not too bad. I think out of the out of the five, you know, I think they could keep a clean sheet against Tottenham, potentially. Um, so I think, you know, you could be looking at four, uh, yeah, three or four clean sheets out of that run. So, yeah, it was it was all to do with the price points, really. I've got, I've got a defender from... Uh, Arsenal. Um, I don't want to touch Newcastle's opening fixtures at all, so you won't see any Newcastle players in my, in my team in, in defensive anyway, at least. Uh, I don't even have any in attacking actually. Um, and yeah, I just feel you know I've, I don't I don't want to double up. I, that is a really good strategy for Sky that people seem to do is doubling up, and it's but for me it's not something I often have ever done. Um, and Maybe that's a downfall of mine, but I've got stones at the moment, so I wouldn't have Edison. Um, I like Emi Martinez at his price, in all fairness, and I think they're going to be stronger out uh, stronger at the back this year as well, especially with um, the return of, um, what's his face, Carlos, who was injured, and obviously they just got Pau Torres as well, who I, I really highly rate. So Emi Martinez could definitely be a keeper that I go forward with um, over Unana just to save point two really but the opening fixtures of Villa aren't 
I don't know, they're, they're, they're a tiny bit iffy as well, I guess. So it's a wait and see. But I'm more likely to go with one of the defenders from Villa than I am the keeper. Uh, but yeah, at the moment, it's Unana for me. Cool. Uh, yeah, I currently don't have any of these. I know it says Ramsdale transfer out there, but I've changed my mind since I put this together. Um, because I'm because I'm getting scared of all the explosive midfielders, basically. Um, so at the moment, I've got I've got. Well, we'll come to our teams later. At the moment, I've got a cheaper goalkeeper, which I don't really like because in in Sky, like you know, definitely more so than FPL, the the expensive goalkeepers do tend to be worth it. So keep an eye on the points per million there, like um, Ramsdale, Pope, Allison, um, sort of up up over twenty six points per million. Like that will be up there with the best players in the game. So the goalkeepers are value in Sky, um, and as Spartans in the chat has pointed out, um, Allison has been the top scoring goalkeeper for the past two seasons, um, and uh, and the top scoring goalkeeper is generally sort of up with the top scoring players overall. Um, not necessarily right at the top, but you know, f- much more so than FPL. The, the goalkeepers are, are right up there, aren't they? Um, for for various reasons. So, at the moment, I've got a cheapy goalkeeper, but that is something that I'll look to change as the season progresses. I think, but uh, yeah. So I, th- I, th- I think really it's just it's just Pope here that I'm a bit a bit skeptical about. I think the others are reasonable picks. Obviously. Edison gives you, um, you know, reliable Man City defensive coverage, isn't doesn't it? Um, but as you see, his points per million last season wasn't great. He kept conceding the odd goal, but um, maybe he can improve that this season. But doesn't tend to make many saves. That's, I suppose, the key difference between him and the others that he just doesn't pick up those save tiers. I think, I think, um, I think on Allison Martin, you've got a. I don't know if you if people pay much attention to preseason, but I've watched Liverpool once or twice, and they do look pretty ropey at the back. Uh, probably worse so than they have in previous seasons, and they haven't strengthened in that position. So mm. I don't see them. Cons- I don't see them keeping that many clean sheets. Yeah, uh, well, this is the thing. Points. You almost don't want them to be too good, though, because you do want those safety don't you? So yeah, absolutely. It, but, you know, it's, it's it, yeah, it's it's a fine balance in Sky, isn't it? Like, yeah, it's um, you almost want a goalkeeper that maybe does concede the odd goal, but if the if they're offsetting that with safety is, then it kind of doesn't matter. Um, whereas Edison, if he concedes, if he, if Edison concedes a goal, he's getting two points, right? So, yeah. Um, one, one quick point on Pope that might be useful here is I think most of the other teams on this slide have got defenders that could get passing tiers. I think Arsenal centre-backs could, Men City we know will. And Arna should make Man United better on the ball, more secure in possession, run games a bit better. There's a chance their defenders might get it a bit more often. Now, Liverpool, we know from Van Dijk, historically, everyone's got high expectations for Trent. Villa a bit the same with Power Torres. Could they get tier two passing quite a lot? Newcastle, I don't really see the way they play. And I think we've got evidence from last year that they don't really get passing tiers very often. So it might be a reason to get Pope, because if you don't want, if you, as Darren said, if you don't want to double up, triple up on defences from the same team, Pope, I, I know people last year did quite well out of Newcastle defence and they may still go there again with Trippier and things, but they're not really well known for getting tears, they're defenders of any kind. So Pope might give you that way into Newcastle, especially once their fixtures change around game week six, I think. if you like for, for example, for me, I've got Dean Henderson in one of my drafts at the minute because I don't know what Forest player I want. Once that fixed, once I don't need him for captaincy anymore, it's possible I might go up to Pope then and leave Pope in just because I, I may have defensive coverage from the rest of these teams in defence, not necessarily through the goalkeeper. Yeah. Yeah, that's that, yeah. I understand that point. Um, 
that leads us on quite nicely, actually, if we move on. Yeah. Um, because you say that, Craig, but Trippier is the second most owned defender. Um, we, we discussed this, didn't we? And we were like, don't understand that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, again, so, yeah, Pope's the second highest goalkeeper and Trippier's the second highest defender. So, I mean, maybe there are people out there with a Newcastle double up in defence at the moment, which uh, I find interesting. Um, or certainly a lot of people with at least one of those. Um, so... Yeah, that's interest. That's interesting, isn't it? But um, so again, for the benefit of the audio, the top six in order: um, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Kieran Trippier, Lewis Dunk, John Stones, William Saliba, and Purvis Estupinan. Um, now I've got three of these. So where you see the transfer out symbols again, that gives my uh, it's a bit of an insight into my team later. But I do have all three of those still. I think um, so. Yeah, it's um, again, Trippy is the one that just confuses me a bit. The second half of the season, once Newcastle's clean sheets dried up, um, he wasn't he wasn't delivering a lot, was he? I think he got he got a lot of two points or even one points in a row. Um, doesn't really pick up past tiers. Um, John Stones is an interesting one as well. I think I know Diaz is a bit expensive, but I was looking back through John Stones' game week history, which you can still see. Um, certainly on the app, I assume you can on the website as well. You can still see on the app if you click into a player the game week history from last season. Yeah. And John Stones wasn't really picking up passing. His points per game looks good because he scored the odd goal. He picked up the odd tackle tier, but the passing wasn't really there. Whereas if you look at um, Diaz, Diaz much more consistent for passing tiers. So, um, so I'm, I personally prefer Diaz if you can possibly do it at the moment to Stones. Um, because even in you know even towards the back end of the season when John Stones was in this kind of inverted midfield role, the passing tiers were inconsistent at best. Um, so yeah, preferred Diaz there. The others, obviously Lewis Dunk. I think it's well established amongst all the season Sky players that we all think he's far too cheap and he's a lock, although he hasn't played much in pre-season. No. Um, the latest I've seen. Well, he hasn't played at all in pre-season, yeah. yeah uh, he's he's, he's rumoured to potentially get 45 minutes in their next game. Yeah, yeah, that's the latest I saw as well, Darren. So De Zerbi has said that they expect him to be involved on Saturday. So, um, yes, I mean, hopefully, hopefully he'll be fine. Um, but yeah, it's something to keep an eye on for sure. Um, Saliba, uh, obviously just a little bit cheaper than Gabriel. I know, Craig, you've talked in FPL terms about Gabriel being um you know a good set piece threat and was it was arsenal play six uh, play um the six worst de- defensive teams from set pieces in their first seven is that right something, something like, like that. that yeah something like um, that is this that i think I, I, I like gabriel more for fpl but i, I do think saliva passes the ball a bit more in sky and a, a lot last year of arsenal's games those two were often around um tier two levels like higher 50s low 60s for passing I think over the whole season, though, Gabriel averaged about eight, uh, Saliba averaged about eight or nine more passes per game. And I do think he is a little bit more nailed as well. I think he's outright their best centre-back. So I think he'll play the most. Um, I've, I've got some reservations about Gabriel this year. I'm going to start with him in FPL, but I'm not, I'm not so sure about him this year. The way with, with Timber there now, they can invert from the opposite side. What does that mean for his position in that defensive line? I think they want to keep Saliba in the middle of the three when, when things start inverting which he obviously did when Zinchenko inverted. If Timber inverts from right back, 
they might want to start Sariba as a left-sided centre-back in the four. So when it all shifts over, he's still in the middle of the three. It's obviously a big unknown that at the moment, how that's going to plan out, but I'll be keeping an eye on it. But my, my gut feeling is Saliba's a little bit more nailed and he'll complete more passes than Gabriel on a game-to-game -game basis. So the fact he's a bit cheaper as well. I think he wins that battle for me in Sky. But FPL, I think Gabriel's extra goal threat is probably worth it, at least for the start. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. And, and I think now we've got um, Timber as well. Timber comes into the mix. So Arsenal might mix it up in terms of what side they invert from. So it might be a bit more split in terms of who actually picks up the most passes between Saliba and Gabriel as well. Um, sorry, just one second, guys. Uh, you talk without me for a sec. <laughs> <laughs> the builders are it. The builders yeah, that's what happens when you've got the builders in. Not you, Finis. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I can talk for a minute. Yeah, I mean, someone mentioned earlier, like Trippier and Pope being the less engaged managers. Maybe that's people who have just chucked a team together very, very quickly. Um, just... But that still seems very high because the one thing you can't do with uh, Sky, I'm pretty sure, is auto-select a team like you can FPL. Uh, can't remember if you can. I don't think you can. No, I don't think you. I don't think you could. No, so yeah, to people, so people, pick them. yeah, so people are picking them. Um, this, I mean, when I look at this and what Martin said so far, gives me real food for thought. Like I, I currently own Stones. I did consider Diaz as well um, because of exactly what you said. You can click on them currently and see their scores underneath. Still, that that does work. You're right. Um, so I was looking at that, maybe it was last night or the night before. Um, I currently own uh, Saliba as well. Uh, and you're right with what you say in terms of Timber coming in. And I own Dunk and Dunk's a fear for me because of his lack of minutes for friendlies. Um, so, yeah, for me, I think my defence needs work. Um, and maybe if I'm going maybe slightly less, of, less in stones, less in Dunk, maybe I should look at some other players it might free up funds to go somewhere else um, within the team because that premium midfield thing is, is huge for, for Sky. You wish you could own like 10, 10 bloody uh, premium midfielders. Um, mm. So yeah, it's uh, it's real food for thought on defenders for me. I, I, I This is where I struggle the most in Skies with defenders. Like I, I never get this right. It is worth a second look at these inverted fullbacks as well. I think there's a sort of a common narrative around these fullbacks move into midfield. That means they're more sort of present in the part of the pitch where more happens. And I think there's a, a gut feeling that means they'll pass the ball more when they invert into midfield. So the likes of Trent, the likes of Stones, the likes of Zinchenko, there'll be others as well. I think if you look at all of their passing numbers from last year, all of them, I think, are around about the, the, the baseline passing level. So anyone that's got high um, opinions of Trent getting sort of 70 plus passes a game, I think twice about that. Same with John Stones, as you mentioned, Martin. Same with Zinchenko. I think it's a, a bit of a false narrative in Sky that these players, because of where they end up playing um, in possession, mm. that makes them more likely to get the passes, where actually, in fact, it's the defenders that hang back, like your Diaz's, like your Van Dykes, and people like that, that still are more likely to get the passing. So just something yeah. to bear in mind, I think. I won't go jumping into all these inverting defenders, thinking, oh, they'll play further forward, and they'll play in midfield, so they'll pass the ball more. Yeah. I, yeah. back that up. I think with uh, I think I think with Trent, the thing was, when he... When he started playing that inverted role, he had a couple of games where he hit over 100 passes and then people were like, oh my God. But then he did also have a couple of games where he didn't make the tiers. So um, so yeah, Trent's, uh, Trent's, I think Trent maybe it will depend on the fixture a bit, whereas Stones was just like really inconsistent. Um, uh, but yeah, so I'm not, I'm not sure about Trent. Maybe it will work for him. Maybe, maybe it won't. But 
again, like, I mean, tier two is 70, right? So it doesn't matter if Trent, Trent hits 150 passes in a game, right? He's still only getting tier two. Yeah. So you'd rather you'd rather get you'd rather have someone that hits seventy five every week than someone who hits one hundred and fifty one week and then forty the next because yeah. um, like, you know the the one that does it every week is still getting more points right but, but point. yeah it, he's in for me at the moment Trent because yeah it's just that all round package well, isn't it the, uh, the passes tackles shots assists everything but. Um, if Trent if they sign a DM. Obviously, now that Henderson and Fabio Fabinho have gone, do you, does that impact the, what your th- thoughts are on Trent if they do sign a proper DM? Because that's sort of where he's going at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, maybe it's a bit. It's a bit of a wait and see, isn't it? Who knows? Who knows what they'll do? I mean, there's conflicting um, sort of information coming out, isn't it? I've I've read some stuff that said, oh, Klopp's hinting he still wants Trent to be a right back, and then but when you, the actual games they've played, he definitely has played sort of in that more midfield role so it's a bit of a wait and see but you know I'm not I'm not owning him just for the passing he has he is that all-round package so it's a I think it's a wait and see and he can still be in the team I think that's fine um but yeah who knows so you haven't got him Darren at the moment who Trent no not not, not yeah. the moment no I haven't either for that reason I think if you give me a choice of what I know right now and I think it's hard to have him and Salah in Sky. I think you kind of know what you're going to get with Salah. I think Liverpool's attack is more reliable than their defence. Yeah. You kind of know he's going to shoot, um, probably get shot tears most games. He's, I think he's chipping with quite a lot of assists for Darwin in pre-season. With Trent, you don't quite know what position he's going to play. He's not trustworthy in terms of whether he'll get passing. There's a, the feeling that he might be more involved in goals, but that's a bit of an unknown as well. Is he going to play this sort of Perlo like quarterback type deep line playmaker role or is he? how's it going to work with him? So, given all the unknowns, I think I'd, I'm, I'm, I'd rather start with Salah because I just feel it's a little, a little safer. But that's, I could easily have to move to Trent in a couple of game weeks. That's exactly um, where I went with it, Craig. I, I weighed up those two in Sky. Whereas FPL, it was a, I'm not going to get any of them. Or potentially, if I do, I want Salah. With Sky, it was like I looked at the captaincy and stuff, and I was just like, I want Salah. And so I had to make it work for him. Uh, he and he has provided a ton, in, a ton of assists and stuff in in. Um, in preseason, like you mentioned, so that that did play a factor as well. Yeah, um, I'll just pick out a co- couple of comments from the chat before we move on. So, um, Glenn, Glenn Murray, I'm not sure if that's sex, Crystal Palace, Reading, and Brighton striker Glenn Murray or not, but uh, <laughs> it'll be it'll be the less engaged managers around Pope and Trippier. So, yeah, I think that I think that there might be an element of that people just logging in and looking at who scored the most points last season, um, but. Yeah, we we did do a couple of beginners videos on Sky. So if we've carried some uh, new listeners um, over from that, uh, I think it's good to explain why we're maybe a little bit sceptical on them. Um, and then Spartan saying, uh, thing to consider, I don't have Allison, but his price in comparison to Van Dyke and Trent um, compared to Ramsdale, Edison, to their defenders, um, prices is big, which for me makes Allison good value for money in Sky. So, so yeah, so that obviously... Uh, Van Dyke and Trent, um, you know, are towards the top end of the game. So the gap between them and Allison is quite big, whereas the gap between um, Edison and Stones, say, is not so big. Um, so that's another reason that you might consider Allison. So that's a good point as well. Two million, isn't it? I think in a Liverpool circumstance, probably one and a mm-hmm. half for Man City and Arsenal between the keeper yeah. and the defenders, something like that. Yeah. He's also, yeah. He's also said you can auto pick a team. Well, I was saying I didn't think you could. So my apologies. I didn't know you could on Sky. Okay. Okay. Cool. 
could involve them. Right. Are we done with defenders? We are. Yeah. I'm just skipping over. There you go. This is the, I mean, there wasn't enough room for this. There's so many midfielders in this game. Well, too much red on this screen. I was about to say. Yeah. <laughs> Way too much red. Um, and uh, yeah, less teams to look at as well, isn't it? They're all. Yeah, like, that's a lot. They're of coming. <laughs> so all of the top six uh, midfielders at the moment come from just three teams Arsenal, Man United, and Liverpool. So no Man City here. Um, I think that's a symptom of maybe a bit of a symptom of, you know, you don't get a bench in Sky. Um, uh, you know, the, maybe the defenders are just seen as better assets. Everyone, everyone's got Haaland, of course, as well. Um, but yeah, at the moment, um, the top six midfielders by ownership in order: Saka, Salah, Rashford, Alexis McAllister, Declan Rice, and Martin Odegaard. Um, yeah. So again, we just made the point about Pope and Trippier. People just logging in and looking at last season's points. What they're doing. Um, Got yeah, Alexis McAllister might be a bit of that, mightn't it? Um, so, yeah, I mean that's um, that's a hard no for me. There's just too many unknowns um, about what role he'll play for Liverpool and if he'll pick up the same amount of passes, um, or you know how advanced he'll be or not, and all that kind of thing. Um, you know, when you've got the likes of Trent and Salah there um, that you're you're going to be looking at using for captaincy options, I just don't see how you fit Alexis McAllister in personally. Um, similar could for Declan Rice. Could be a Rice. type player, right? Yeah. He could end up 55 passes, three tackles every game. He'd keep getting two points off him. Quite annoyingly, he won the brink of everything. Obviously, last year's points total will be backed up <laughs> yeah. by the fact he took penalties for Brighton as well. The old I'm modern Unlikely to be on pens. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, you'd think he won't be on pens, yeah. Yeah, I think it's similar Similar for me for, for, for Rice as well. Um, just a bit of a wait and see, like... Um, you know, could, could he turn into a kind of Rodri figure? Um, if he can, then it will be good value at 8.1. Yeah. But remains to be seen, doesn't it, really? Uh, so, yeah, Rice is a bit of a wait and see for me as well. I think the, th- the thing with the midfielders is you've got you've got all the explosive options that could really hurt you if you don't have them. And then you've also got um, all the best budget enablers are in midfield as well. So I'm struggling to see how you fit these kind of mid-price people in. Um, so I'm not keen on Rice or McAllister personally. No, once you've got kind of Saka and Salah, and arguably potentially Rashford, you you've, you're looking at two very lower priced ones to get them in as well, aren't you? Really? Um, I did consider Rice actually. I just think you know I, he's going to be nailed for Arsenal. But the thing that the thing for me was captaincy, and in fairness, I going into the first couple of games. You, you know, Forest, Crystal Palace, and Fulham. It was too. It was a bit unknown with Rice, isn't it? What he's going to do. So, and I thought I needed. I need an attacking option. And considering I'm not going with uh, Jesus, I thought I needed Saka. Um, so yeah, that's why I didn't go Rice. But I did consider him. Never considered McAllister. <laughs> I'll put my hands up now and mm-hmm. say <laughs> never did that. Um, do you, how many? How many of these guys do any of you own? Um... I keep changing my team so much. I can't. <laughs> well, I yeah, think as as of I've, now, <laughs> I've definitely got Saka because his ownership is is high. I think after ha- after Haaland, he's the highest owned player. I think um, so. And Arsenal have got a couple of captaincy days as well. So I think going without him, I mean, it's one thing to have him and captain Saliba in- instead, but to not have him at all. Um, at that ownership, I'm a bit scared about that, to be honest. 
Um, so he's Saka's in for me at the moment, even though I'm not completely mad about it. Um, and I do think Saliba or Gabriel is a perfectly viable captain option ahead of him um, because of the passing tiers. Um, and they're, they're potentially quite good defensive fixtures that Arsenal have got anyway. Um, you know, it's that, it's that old adage, isn't it? You know, if a defender gets past tier two and a clean sheet, then someone like Saka has probably got to score a brace to get or to, you yeah. know, to get near it. So, um, but yeah, as I say, to go without him at all, to, to captain someone else is one thing, but to go without him at all, um, I think is a bit much for me early on with their fixtures and the, and the captaincy that's probably going to go with it. Um, Rashford isn't in for me at the moment. I've gone Bruno Fernandes instead as it stands. Um, And then, yeah, Salah. I can't remember if Salah's in or not at the moment. We'll have to come to that in a minute. But he's one one that I I think I keep chopping and changing. Like, what can I do with him? What can I go without him? And I just haven't made my mind up yet, to be honest. I don't have an Arsenal mid because I can't, in my head, justify paying more than 10 million for one. I, I think with Salah and Rashford... You kind of feel like they're sort of shoe-ins to score 15 or more goals. I think in quite a lot of games, they'll get shot tears. So even if they don't score or contribute an attacking return, you feel like you'll get something off it. A lot of the Arsenal mids, I think you probably, in most of the cases, maybe not Martinelli, but certainly Saka and Odegaard, I think you'd probably think they'll assist more goals than they'll score this season. I know you get points for assists, but it's not the same. And I can just see a lot of games where they get two points because they're not reliable for passing, they're not reliable for tackling, they're not reliable for shot tears. And I struggled to justify only one for a big chunk of last year. I didn't have an Arsenal midfielder as good as they were, and they were costing like eight and a half million last year. And I still didn't feel like they were worth it, or I had enough reservations about them not to own them. So now they've gone up to ten million. I'm even less inclined to want one. But I do agree with your point, Martin, at the moment, especially at night in the Forest Saturday kickoff. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be the most popular captain. And do I have to try and find a way to own him begrudgingly just to cover that? Am I going to be that far behind if he scores? I mean, two or three, or, or equally by avoiding him, I may be up on other managers by not having him so you're, you're looking at the you can look at the i mean the, you can look at the points per million here though can't you and you can also see the total points um you know saka and odegaard are both mixing it with salah rashford etc so they're justifying their price um and i think you know the ownership was what we're showing here is the other thing like uh, you'd be very brave to take on no arsenal midfielders at all i think yeah yeah, I think that's what that's definitely what it's come down to to me is I'm not brave enough, even though yeah, I, even though even though I'm making teams that I really like without Saka, and I'm like, oh, it's fine, I'll just captain Saliba. It's uh, it is risky. Like you don't want to you don't want to fall behind early on in, in Sky. That's the that's the thing I've learned over the last couple of years is you know the early the early stages really are you know keep yourself in the game, manage your transfers sensibly, don't fall behind the pack. Um, and just set your, you know, set yourself up for, for kind of the second half of the season. And I think he kind of falls into that. But the trouble with that is though, that Salah's not that far behind him, and it is it is difficult to have both of them. Very. Um, but the, and Rashford, if you want all three of them. And Rashford, yeah, that's, that's but, the one I've made compromise on. But you want him for captaincy on the first Monday. On the first Monday, yeah. I'm all right. <laughs> I'm taking a punt on that one. See, that's the one I've got. Don't mind going against. I don't know yeah. why, but Rashford for me, don't know. I've, I've got a United player. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, I mean, I've I've got Bruno Fernandez at the moment. I know they're only point two difference, but that point two, I think, in my current team is making. I feel is making a big difference, and I think, I think Bruno can definitely push Rashford this season. And I think I've got Luke Shaw in there as well, so I feel like I'm well covered for Man United. And the captaincy might get split 
between, you know, Rashford, Bruno and Shaw and Martinez as well, I think is getting more popular. So I, I just think the captaincy will be more split with Liverpool and Man United. Whereas with Arsenal, um, you know, it's either going to be Saka or a centre-back. So Saka feels the more risky one to take on, maybe. Cool. Uh, midfielders, done? Uh, I think I think so, yeah. No, no, no blue is kind of bothering me. So let's, let's get some mixes. <laughs> let's get some mixes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a much more mix. Now. Look at this. Where's all the red guns? <laughs> We're coming into blue now. It's still just uh, catch, catching up for me. Uh, yeah, sorry, give me a sec, guys. It's just a slight delay for me, so I can see what we're talking about. That's all right. It's going, to, it's, it's, it's going to be forwards. Uh, the top six forwards. There we go. I got it now. <laughs> Wait, you go. Top, oh, you top six. <laughs> top six forwards in order of uh, ownership. So Harland, Kane, Jesus, Watkins, Wilson, and Isak. Both of them. Um, Again, Newcastle, Newcastle, apart from the midfield, Newcastle really popular in, uh, at the moment. Um, I know they're not massive numbers, like Wilson 13% and Isak 12%, but you put them together and that's 25%. <laughs> like It's big, isn't it? With Pope being second highest keeper, Trippier second highest defender. Um, yeah, quite. I was quite surprised at, at, at the love for Newcastle. Um but anyway, I think Haaland's no brainer, isn't he? I don't no one no one's gonna Harland. no one's gonna try and say they're not going <laughs> no with, one's taking with Harland. That. <laughs> um so yeah, obviously probably captaincy on opening night, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Kane 20% at the moment. So I mean, if we get news that he's going, that's 20% of teams that are gonna say, Well, I haven't got Harry Kane anymore. So what's that's gonna do to all these numbers? Um so that's uh that's an interesting one. I mean, I imagine Salah's ownership will Will, will will maybe increase Saka's, you know, the, all those all those explosive midfielders. I guess are, will be the ones that go up. Would be my guess. Um, but uh, but yeah, I've got Watkins at the moment. Um, my plan is for Watkins is to start with him and not start with a Chelsea player, um, so I can buy my time, buy myself a couple of games to assess Chelsea. Um, I can captain Watkins on the second Sunday at home to Everton. Um, where the other game is West Ham Chelsea, I think Watkins is is arguably the best captain that Sunday, um, along with maybe a Villa centre back that might get a clean sheet and past tiers. Um, so that buys me a couple of games. It gives me the captain that I want on the second Sunday, um, and then when we go into the Chelsea Luton single game day on the following Friday, um, I can see the Chelsea team sheet, um, and I've got a nine point three million asset that I can maybe move on and just have basically any Chelsea player that I want um, with a bit more information in my pocket. So that's my plan for, for Watkins at the moment. Um, I'll let you guys go next. What, what are you guys thinking on this top six? Um, I'll go. Well, Haaland is a no-brainer, so I'm not even going to bother. Like, you're, not, you're not taking on Haaland. Um, I don't have anyone else out of this top six. I've considered Jesus, but I don't have him in FPL. I don't have him in Sky. Something about I don't know. Something about Jesus doesn't doesn't do it for me in regards to being an option anywhere. Um, I do think he'll get rotated quite a bit actually this year, more so. He likes to drift out left as well a bit, and it all depends on who plays with him, either Trossard or Martinelli. It should be Martinelli most of the time, but you know they they have got rotation options, and they've got Smith Rowe back as well, and he can he can rotate. So Jesus is a no for me. Kane, I never I've never considered Kane. Cause I don't think he'll be there. Genuinely, do think he'll go. Um, I think we're getting to the final stages of that. So 
like to see where his own current ownership spreads out to. Uh, I've never considered any Newcastle, Newcastle forwards. The only Newcastle player I considered is Sandro Tonali. Uh, I do think he'll be quite good for picking up passing tiers. He does a lot of passing. Uh, a lot goes through him. So we'll see how he does for Newcastle. I think in a pre-season game, he had ridiculous numbers. Um, so I'd like to see where he comes in because he's not that expensive. So he might be a nice little uh, points magnet in the midfield eventually. But Newcastle, I need to get past the first couple of fixtures, like the first five at least, and not not good for Newcastle at all. Um, Watkins is an interesting one. I do have a Villa player. It isn't Watkins. I have considered him. Um, but again, just because I've got the some expensive midfielders, I just can't afford him. Um, there isn't, you know, the strange thing is, you look at the forwards, there isn't actually that many forwards that you want. You kind of scroll the first, let's say, eight people, and then you're like, oh, I don't really know now, I'm stuck. Um, it, it gets quite tricky quite quickly. I think he's viable in Sky to play one up front with his 5 4 1 or 4 5 1 for that reason. I don't think it's, it yeah. obviously blocks you a little bit in terms of future moves, maybe. That's but... the problem. It blocked me. I couldn't do it. I, 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 I did look at it. But then the the other forward I've got alongside Haaland is in that it, there's no defender really worth owning at that price point, whereas I think this striker is. I'm with you, Martin, really. It's Watkins versus Kunku to go with Haaland. And who's got the better first two game weeks? The, whichever one I own will be the captain for that second Sunday. So uh, Watkins has probably got the best of that on paper. I would say in Kunku's probably got more upside at home to Liverpool in the first game week compared to Watkins versus Newcastle, and really, it's obviously also saved me a transfer, assuming Nkunku plays the Luton game. So has Watkins got enough upside over Nkunku, certainly in terms of that captaincy Sunday, is he going to get enough points in the first two weeks to justify you sort of booking in a transfer to do that? He, he may well do, I'm undecided still on this at the moment, but Nkunku yeah. just means you haven't got to use the move, right? Yeah, it does, it does. Um, and if Nkunku proves to be the best Chelsea asset, then then you're winning, aren't you? Um you're you're a transfer up. I just think I know I know typically you should use transfers in Sky to get fixture gains, but I think in this in this one example, because that Chelsea at home to Luton is has such big potential um on paper, and also Chelsea's run after that is really good as well. I just think making sure that I've got the best Chelsea option um that I think you know, using that transfer just to buy that two weeks of information rather than buying a fixture game. And Ollie Watkins is still, a, you know, a really good player, right? I, th- I think... No, it doesn't always work out in Sky that you get a, such a good fixture and see the lineups, right? It's actually rarely, yeah. I think. So you do yeah. want... If you get the chance to actually bring anyone you want for that game by using a transfer on it, that could be quite powerful, really. So maybe yeah, that's it, something to, we don't maximise in the past, but we could maximise more. Yeah, exactly. And I say it's not it's not something I'd normally want to use a transfer for, but I just think in this particular example, having the right Chelsea asset from that loot and game onwards could be so important that at the moment I feel like just start with Watkins, get that extra two weeks of information on Chelsea, see the team sheet against Luton and pick anybody that I want at that at that point is is how I'm feeling about it at the moment. And I feel that that's worth a transfer um, as, as it stands. 
I certainly um, wouldn't, be one of, wouldn't be one of these that go with Levi Colwell, for example, to start with and assume that's no. been my captain for that Luton game. I don't think that's maximising that game enough, personally, for what that game could be. It could be 5 or 6 nil, right? You want someone that could be involved in that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, I'm not keen on on Colwell full stop, really. I think it's um, it's potentially you, you're inviting a problem that you don't necessarily need to. Um, Baddy Ashile will be, you know, on his way back, um, they've just signed. They've just signed another guy from France as well, haven't they? Um, that could play in that that position. Yeah, so he can play in that position as well, can't he? So, Colwell, Colwell, and Sky is, uh, yeah, that's not one for me personally. Just um, for the benefit of the audio, um, just something that really stood out for me here: Wilson and Isak. Look at that. Look at the value difference. So Wilson is nine point one. Isak's nine million. But the points per million last season, Wilson's like double. So um, Wilson's a clear, a clear preference for me. For me, there. Or do you think? Or do you think Isak can pull that back this season? I, I, the thing is with Isak is he was being deployed on the left quite a bit at the end of last season, which certainly isn't going to help. It might help his assists potentially, but um, for me, he needs to play down the middle um, with Wilson there. Unless Wilson gets injured, I, I think Wilson... And, and obviously they've lost um, Alan St. Maximum, so the chances are this hack could be deployed on the left more again this season. So, yeah, I You've think... you got Harvey Barnes though, right? Yeah, they do. Yeah, absolutely. That's true. Um, so, again, the thing with Harvey Barnes is very inconsistent. So for me, I don't know if like he could be rotated a little bit with this sack or and if, uh, you know, it's, it's very hard to drop Wilson considering his form usually. So, um, yeah, unless they play two up, which they did do if they were under the, um, they were losing, they went two up last season a little bit. But um, yeah, I can't, I, I would go Wilson over his sack just like it looks like people have here. I don't think you yeah. shake my opinion that Hal wants to play 4 3 3. You're obviously a project that keeps developing, maybe not as quickly as some of us thought it might be. But Isak was bought to be the striker for this project. Now, obviously, last year, for various reasons, he ended up playing on the left. Wilson was so good when he played that he was undroppable. Mm. But I still feel like Wilson's one or two games away from being the sort of 30 minute impact sub striker again, where I think Isak is the striker. Um, it's just whether Wilson's so good again that he makes himself undroppable again and maybe they'll start the season with him, I don't know. But I just feel like Isak's more secure long-term for minutes. Um, mm. Whether that's enough to justify owning him when, as you say, the points difference was so big last year or points per game difference was so big, I don't know. But I'm, I'm not convinced Wilson's part of the long-term project where I think Isak clearly is. Yeah, i, I got to be fair. After the, after the first five games, I'll have to see where Newcastle are. And I think they do have a really good run after that. Um so when that yeah, starts, that's when I, yeah, that's when I might start looking at your looking at your wrist. That's, that's kind of what I was going to say, Darren. Really, I was going to say, to be honest, I wouldn't start with either of them, um, and uh, would yeah, just uh, wait and wait and see. Um, so um, Glenn Murray in the chat saying he's four five one at the moment. If Kane moves, um, what do we think of Richarlison at eight million? Yeah. Um, I mean Richarlison. I mean, is, is he eight million? In- we are talking Sky here, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, he's seven point five. Yeah, just check in, right? Eight, yeah, eight million um, could be that could be um, that could be really good. If yeah, that could be really good value if Kane leaves. Because um, even I don't know if he, if it would happen at Tottenham, but he was a good Sky asset at Everton because he would um, 
he would he would shoot a reasonable amount. So he'd pick up shots tiers. He'd, he was he was scoring the odd goal, but he'd actually pick up the odd tackle tier as well because he just runs around like a, a blue ass fly, doesn't he? Like charging into people. So I don't know whether that would happen at Tottenham in um, Postecoglou's system. I must admit, but. Um, yeah, eight million. Um, if he was playing up front for Tottenham, that would um, that would look really cheap. I think. Yeah, yeah I don't think there'll be an eight million mid that can match him. I wouldn't think. No, no, like no. That feeling. no, that's true. If he's yeah. playing up front, yeah, definitely. That's a, that's a, I think that's a pretty much a lot for most people. I'd say, unless they use the money and buy a striker, there's always that. Um, cool. Move on. Yeah, I think so. Ah, the first transfer. So this is what you're. Oh. About. I forgot. I forgot I'd done this slide to be honest. But uh, yeah, so I just thought. Um, <laughs> I just thought we, uh, yeah, maybe just highlight some possible early transfer moves. Um, when when I first started drafting, I was I was very sort of um, sort of stuck in my thoughts on just trying to build a team that will last as long as possible. Um, obviously, that's not necessarily the way to go. I say I've I've come round to the idea now of using Watkins as a make weight to buy myself some time on Chelsea as an example um, which is uh, the first example at the top there so that's exactly what I was describing so you could start with Aston Villa in my case I think I'll start with Watkins um, and that will buy you two games to assess where Chelsea are at um, and then you can see that team sheet versus Luton on the single game day um, and just pick who you, who you see as the best Chelsea asset at that point with the team sheet in front of you um, and then you you can also use um, the Villa player as a captain on Sunday the twentieth when there, when there aren't um, perhaps a lot of options. Um, the second one we've got there is um, Manchester City to Chelsea on Sunday the twentieth of August. So there's a two for zero there without captaincy. Um, so Chelsea will play West Ham away um, and that single game day against Luton on the Friday. They'll play both of those games before Man City play again. Um, so there's a two for zero there. Um, so that's another potential way to buy yourself some time to assess Chelsea. Um, it'll be one less game. You only get the Liverpool game, but it's still, you know, a game and a couple of weeks of press conferences and all that kind of thing, I suppose. So you could just, um, you know, just stick someone solid like Rodri in there, I guess, um, and then move him to a Chelsea player is another option. We'll see the city um, line up against Burnley as well. Right? If someone like Foden's playing, you might want to punt that yeah. for having seen the Burnley line up and then use that spot or something. Yeah, good point. That's a good that's a very good point. Yeah, because you, you will see Man City's lineup next Friday. Yeah, you could say, Oh, um, you know, I wouldn't necessarily trust Foden over the season, but if you see him in the in yeah, in that initial lineup, you could say, Yeah, I'll go with him for the first couple and then move it to a Chelsea. Yeah, that's a good point as well. Um Another one, I don't particularly like this one, but I've seen it mentioned in a few different places, so thought we could highlight it. So obviously, Nottingham Forest have got a lot of single game days um, early on, um, particularly the early one against Sheffield United looks quite difficult to cover now that Ndai um, looks like he's leaving. Um, so you could move your Nottingham Forest asset on um, after their single against Sheffield United. Um, you could move to somebody on the Saturday or the Sunday um, anyone except Sheffield United, Burnley and Luton would give you a four for two. Um, the, the the reason I don't like that is because you've still got Burnley versus Nottingham Forest on the 1st of October. So you might end up just buying that Forest player back anyway. So that four for two has cost you two transfers. So I don't really like that. Um, but if you went, if you were going to a Burnley asset for that single instead, then, then maybe it's a bit more appealing. 
Um, and then this, I'll, I'll let you take this last one, Craig, because you suggested this one. Yeah, if you do want to start off with a Chelsea player, whether it's Nkunku, Enzo Fernandez, whoever you want to start off with, after that Luton game, um, obviously you want them for the captaincy. They've only got one, uh, Man City have got three games after that in the in the spell where Chelsea have only got one. So I think Chelsea's one's quite a good one. To be fair, I think it's home to Nottingham Forest. Man City have got three quite nice games in that same time period. So again, we're talking about John Stones, players like that. If we want them sort of long-term, and we're not sure we want Chelsea long-term, we could arguably save enough money to upgrade a Chilwell to a Stones or moving in Kunku to a Stones or something. Um, after that Luton game, so you get the captaincy from your Chelsea player. You may even get two captaincies if you captain them versus the West Ham on that second Sunday as well. Two captaincies out of Chelsea, and then you can maybe think about moving them on. They've got good games after that, so it's, it's dodgy, but you are getting Man City players in and extra fixtures. It might be better longer term holds for a longer period. Yeah, yeah, I like I like that one. If you if you're maybe going to start with uh, start with Chelsea, um, Spartans in the chat's asking Martin taking out Watkins for a Chelsea player on that Friday pl- prior to Watkins playing away at Burnley. Talk me through that one. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> at the risk of repeating myself, Spartans, I I do appreciate it's not a typical way to use a transfer in Sky, um, and it isn't for a fixture game. Um, but um, as I said, in this particular example, I do wonder if there's a case to, to use a transfer for information rather than for the fixture game um, and to make sure that I'm happy that I've got the best Chelsea asset for that Luton game and for their run after that as well. As I mentioned, it's not just that Luton game. Chelsea's run from that point is really, really good. Mm. So for me to make to, for me to be happy that I've got the best possible option for that run, I think that that might be worth a transfer. Um, and the reason I'm using Watkins to do that is because I want a captain in versus Everton on the second Sunday. So I do appreciate it's not a typical Sky transfer, but it's uh, something that's on my mind to do. As we said before, there's other options as well, like the Man City one at the top here. You could use Foden. In your, what you're talking about, Watkins, you could use Foden as a sell and keep Watkins longer, couldn't you, if you wanted to? If, if yes. Watkins goes beyond that run, are as good. He hasn't, he hasn't got to be the sacrifice, right? No, he doesn't have to be. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I might, I might get to that game and say, well, okay, it's not Watkins. I'm going to get rid of. I'm going to get rid of somebody else who's got themselves injured or got themselves sent off or just looks crap or whatever. But it gives me, <laughs> it gives me, you know, if all the other ten players I pick are absolutely perfect, which is uh, unlikely, <laughs> then it, then uh, th- then Watkins would be the one that um, gives me, you know, the good budget and um, yeah, I won't need him for captaincy for a bit and all that kind of thing. It's just I'm just nervous about starting with a Chelsea player, to be honest. I'm just nervous that I'm going to get the wrong one and I'm going to spend transfers trying to sort that out where I could just start with somebody else that I like and just accept that I'm going to use a transfer on that Friday against Luton. Um, that's just how I see it. Cool. That's, that's kind of a, that's what I'm doing as well, by the way, Mike. <laughs> uh, which we'll see now because I think we're about to move into our current drafts. No, we're not. Opening weekend features <laughs> first. We need them. Yeah, I think let's not to dwell on it too much. I think it was just mainly to talk about captaincy on the opening weekend and Correct. just um, just tell me who you think you're definitely going to have and, and captain on uh, on for that first weekend. Let's cover Friday, Haaland for everyone. <laughs> Done. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Saturday for me, I believe, is Saka at the moment. Yeah. See, I don't have an Arsenal mid, so I've only got Saliba in my draft from Arsenal. I've also got Lewis Dunk, but obviously we're not sure he's going to play. I don't know if we'll know by the early kickoff if he's going to play either. 
I, I think I'd be happy captaining Dunk against Luton because the passing so likely and the clean sheet has got a higher chance. As you said, Martin, about how many returns with an Arsenal midney. Dunk's probably not going to get a better chance to get 10 points all season than a clean sheet and passing tears in that game against Luton. So if it looks like he's going to play, I think I'd probably be happy enough captaining him and avoiding the Arsenal mid. Um but if we're not sure about his minutes heading into that Saturday, then I might be forced into going to Saliba. I actually don't have many players in my current team. They've got a fixture on that Saturday. So I haven't got a lot of options. So, but I'm, I think it'll be one of those two. I don't think I'm going to be sort of lulled into getting an Arsenal mid. I think it'll be Dunk or Saliba for me. Yeah, I've got it bust on Dunk at the moment. Um, obviously, if there's any doubt that he's not going to be ready for the start, then um, I'll, probably be, I'll probably be with you, Craig, and have it on Saliba. But... I still want to own Saka because I think there's a chance that he probably will be the most popular. It, it might be one of those, um, excuse me, it might be one of those where I look at Dan Cox's um, poll and if Saka's way out in front, I might just go with it. Um, and I know people will have their views on that about whether you should just do what you think or or go with something like that. But, you know, it's not, again, I don't want to fall behind early on. Like if Saka's the... If Saka's like 20-30% out in front as the most popular captain, then I probably will just go with it. Because I might be wrong, right? He might go up. Um, uh, so it might come down to the poll on the day for, for that Saturday, if I'm really honest about it. Um, and then Sunday, um, Sunday it's going to be a Liverpool player. It's either going to be Trent or Salah, depending on, depending on what I decide to start with for me. Egyptian king for me. Yeah, this is another reason why I don't really want to pin my hopes on Trent. I don't like that as a captaincy game. No. So, Salah, I'm a bit more optimistic about for that. So, yeah, Salah for me. Yeah, I think that's uh, fair. I think Salah will probably be the most popular as well. There might be a bit of a split between him and Trent, but... uh, If you can't afford all the midfielders, by the way, I'm guessing this isn't a good transfer strategy, but would anyone consider moving an Arsenal player on? Get them for the Saturday captaincy. Let's say Saka as an example. Get him captain him basically two lots of points right and then move him mm. to Salah or to Rashford for the Sunday or the Monday or is that just not enough gain from a transfer to use it as like two for zero in that way that's one yeah no not for me that's a, that's a irresponsible it's excessive just to get, to get all of the it gives you all the three premium midfielders for that first weekend doesn't it all as captains if you can't find a way to afford the three of them or four of them if you include Haaland yeah I, I mean I do get it because it is difficult to start with all of them but I think all the sky purists are gonna, are gonna <laughs> shake shake their head. And... Well, I thought I'd ask the question. I don't know if you can make a team with Harlan Saka. Do you get Harlan Saka, Salah, and Rashford all in the same draft? I'm sure it's possible. I don't know how bad the team would be, but they're the four best captains. Yeah? I'll have you walking <laughs> down the street shouting shame. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, it's it's a fair suggestion. I mean, I've, again, I'm 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 advocating selling Watkins before he's played on there on 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 his weekend. So. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, so an unconventional suggestion, but uh, I'm all for, all for raising it, Craig. <laughs> um, um, and then Monday, so yeah, interesting. Again, I'm I'm a bit nervous about this. I'm pretty sure Rashford is going to be the most popular captain, but again, it's one of those where I think I think Bruno, I think Bruno's a decent pick as well. Um, and again, it's another example where someone like Shaw or Martinez. They're, they're likely to get passing tiers in that game. Um, and if they pick up a clean sheet, then it's going to be difficult. Rashford probably needs a brace to beat them. So I think, yeah, Rashford, Martinez, Shaw, Bruno, they're all perfectly viable picks. Um, 
at the moment, I think mine will be on Bruno. I think for Sky, I just put Bruno in that same category as Sackers and Odegaards. They they could be heavily involved. They could equally get two points because they don't get any mm. tears for anything. With Rashford, it's a bit more like Salah. I think he's quite reliable for shooting. So you just feel I know it's not a lot of points difference if neither of them do anything, but Saka, um, but Rashford gets a shot tier or something, it's a little bit extra, right? Um, yeah. Adds up over the season, I guess, if you look at it from that perspective. Yeah, it might it might depend how, how my weekend's gone. To be honest, if it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> if it's gone badly, if it's gone badly, I might just give it to the defender and be like, "Well, they're def- they're going to get at least five points." Um, if it's going <laughs> well, I might give it to Bruno. But... Um, Casemiro for me, actually, Monday. Casemiro, oh, talk us talk us through that, Darren. Uh, I I really like Casemiro. He's quite a cheap option into uh, into the United midfield. Really, I think he's pretty sure to play. So. He's a he's a threat from aerial as well. You know he popped up with a goal or two at the end of last season. I think he'll be all right for tackles as well, potentially. Uh, maybe not passing, but um, he's 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 a very good player at the end of the day. And 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 like you said before, you can't cover everyone. I've got Haaland, Saka, and um, Salah in the first three week in the first three game like game days. So getting Rashford in or Fernandez for me just wasn't working. Um, you know, I've already got a cheaper mid- a cheaper attacker along with Haaland. I've got two cheapish midfielders in there as well. So I couldn't make it work to get the four premiums, really. So for me, I was just like, well, there's there's a small kind of, um, let's say, I don't know. I, I don't think it's a terrible shout against Wolves, Casemiro at all. It's not the attacking option of Rashford or Bruno or something, but I don't think it's terrible. Um Having Casemiro in there, I do think he'll pick up something out of that game. Uh, it could pop up with a goal, you never know. But um, it'd be interesting to see how much their new striker comes in at. Yeah, yeah. I think he'll play that game anyway, will you? I certainly won't start it, I wouldn't think. Uh, yeah. Maybe it. not, maybe not. True, good good shout. Maybe he won't, actually. It's a very good point. Um, I don't know if he's going to be able to make their, first, their, their last sort of friendly. I doubt that as well, but... Um, yeah, we'll see. But uh, yeah, Casemiro. We've been now on ahead here, right? The four obvious captains for the first four days. I think it's really hard to have a draft with all of them. It's very. So, yeah, I think you probably you could probably have three of them. Um, yeah. And where you're going to sacrifice? You're going to go Salah down to Trent. You're going to find a different Arsenal captain or a different captain on that Saturday, or you're going to go somewhere else for the Man United game. So pick your poison, right? That's where exactly. you want to go as the, as the alternative. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly what I've done. And and when you look at the compromises, I couldn't take Saka down to anybody else really in Arsenal. <laughs> I couldn't take Liverpool down to anybody else. Potentially Darwin. I do really like Darwin Nunes this year. I'm not going to lie. He's in my FPL squad, but I didn't want it for Sky. Um, and I, the one I wanted to take on was was the Man United one. Now, that's the only one I could really logistically take on and be happy with when I looked at it. Um, so that's what I've gone for. Yeah, um, yeah. It shows how good the pricing is, right? Because we're struggling, even with the opening weekend, we're struggling to get the team that we're 100% happy with. So uh, it's a good good job on the pricing, it looks like. Um, and a, a, Nana, a, a Nana as well. I forgot uh, in, in in my sort of list of uh, viable captain picks, a Nana is definitely viable as well. Um, if yeah. it, Again, if you're struggling to fit everybody in. Goalkeepers, um, for, for any new players, goalkeepers do have a bit of a habit of... Um, of turning up on single game days and um, 
they get they get more for a clean sheet than they do in FPL. So it can be quite quite good if a goalkeeper gets a clean sheet and a save to you. Um, again, a, 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 any forward is really struggling to beat them. So um, Anana is definitely viable for that as well. Good shot. I've got Unana. Didn't think about putting Unana in. That's a really good point. Plus, have you seen his dis- distribution? He's going to be an assist magnet this year. <laughs> an assist magnet. Okay. <laughs> uh, right. Let's. let's I reckon move. he'll get one all season, Darren. That's my prediction. Oh. <laughs> um. Disrespect. Right. Do you want to talk? I mean, we don't. We don't. We we put our drafts at the end here today, didn't we? But. Um, We've kind of touched on them all during time. I'd ask you a Craig. I'd ask you a question, Craig. Basuma. I think the way Tottenham are going to play this year, I think he. I think he's got it in him to get tier two passing and tackling. So we always look for these midfielders, and I think he's more reliable than the likes of what Paulinho was last year. What the likes of Nakamba is likely to be this year, even what Bubakar Kamara might be for Villa. I, I think he's got more chance of getting passing than those those did. And the seven point two or whatever, I think he's quite cheap. Okay. Uh, the, the two the two big issues I've got in my team I've got no Sheffield uh, no Nottingham Forest player um, basically I don't want one um, <laughs> I, I would I would I would consider having Dean Henderson in goal I've got enough money to move I think he's point one dearer than Sam Johnston but I'm not particularly enamoured to have him either and as, as you sort of said Martin earlier if you go for Forest from the start you feel obliged to keep him to October because they've got another single game day you keeping him for six seven weeks just because you want to capture him again I think you yeah. probably get more points with someone else then so I may even not even have a not in the forest but I don't particularly want Gibbs White I don't think any of the other players are particularly reliable for too much so I think it's the keeper or no one for me but will Sam Johnston get more points than Dean Henderson between now and October with one le- with, with no captaincy um, I'll think about it I don't know if Henderson's not even um, hasn't played any friendlies or anything for him yet either so that's quite how that's it might work. not even be Henderson they haven't even signed him have they? Are they they're trying to get yeah. Matt Turner from Arsenal now yeah, yeah so it could, whatever the Forest keeper ends up being I could move to them they'd, they'd be the only Forest player I'd be interested in so it's that um, yeah and is quite annoying so I was quite looking forward to moving him to Nakamba because I do think I want Nakamba as the, the budget enabler long term but the fact that um, I'm not going to want a captain for that Chelsea game and they've got that the Burnley game's been cancelled it feels like that's a downgrade to to do at some point a bit later on. Again, I don't think I think I can get more points in the short term by making that move. Put two budget enablers in Kamara and Basuma. Hope one of those two are good choices. Move the other one on to Nakamba at some point down the line. Um, yeah, the, the only thing I could do by having I I would really like John um, John Stones. I know we talked about earlier his passing tiers might not be great, but I, I wouldn't mind having double Man City defence. So if I moved Basuma down to the Canberra to start with, I could then increase Lissandro Martinez to John Stone. So that's probably one of my big headaches at the minute. What pair is going to do better? And I feel like Martinez and Basuma is probably a bit better than than Stones and the Canberra to start with. Although later in the season, the other two might end up doing better. And obviously, as what we spoke about between Watkins and Nkunku, I think is still a decision for me as well. But most of my squad's taking shape. I think I'm relatively happy with a lot of it. Okay, cool. cool. You, Martin. It's me. Yeah. So I've also got Sam Johnston in goal at the moment. Um, yeah, he just looks like the the standout cheapy at the moment. Um, and yeah, I, as I say, I don't, goalkeepers are really good value in Sky compared to FPL at the top end. So I don't anticipate having a cheap goalkeeper all season. But I think at the start it kind of works. Um, you know, until such time as maybe Watkins comes down to. You know, a cheaper 
Chelsea player, um, then then I could look at upgrading Johnstone at some point, um, for example. But at the moment, he's in. My reservation about having the Forest keeper and having them for captaincy is they've got Chelsea away, Arsenal away, and Man City away all early on. So if 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 the Forest keeper comes out of that with say two or three points, then the points you've lost on having a goalkeeper with better fixtures, those captaincy days kind of almost become, you know, they're not really gaining you anything. They're just they're just repairing the damage from the other fixtures, possibly. Um, so I'm not I'm not keen on starting with a forest keeper um, personally. I've got Gibbs White in there. I think I think I've just accepted that I kind of need a forest player. So I'm just going to go with what I think is the best one. Um, and I think even with those difficult away games, if you know if they do get anything in terms of a goal, then Gibbs White is likely to be involved. What was he involved in like 45 percent of all their goals last season or something like that? Um, so. Yeah, I mean, if we really do need a Forest player, then you might as well have the best one. And I think Gibbs White is the best one. Um, How much is he? he was he seven point eight or something like that? Uh, I'll tell you something now. Like that. He is seven. No, he's not. He is. Hang on, let me just press that button. He is seven point nine. Seven point nine. Okay. Um, yeah. So he's in. Um, yeah, the back four. It's just. Uh, yeah, hopefully it's passing for days with Dunk, Saliba, and Martinez. Um, Martinez has got tackle tears in his locker as well. Again, if you go back and look through his game week history last season, um, his his passing numbers were like much more consistent than like Varane, for example. Um, and he was picking up tackle tears as well in the odd games. So his his um, ceiling is quite high. You know, if he were to get a clean sheet passing and tackles, um, Man United got good defensive fixtures early on. Trent's in there, as I said before. So I've got Trent rather than Salah. Just that all-round package for Trent. Um, just slightly more roots to points than Salah, maybe. Um, I appreciate if Salah goes and scores a load of goals, then that makes it difficult. But that's what I've gone with for the moment. Uh, I've got Fernandez in there rather than Rashford. I've spent all my money in this. I just literally haven't got that point to. Um, you know, I could I could turn Carlton Morris into a midfielder um, and have Rashford instead of Fernandez. So that's something that I'll assessed nearer the time if I feel that Rush if Rashford's ownership just goes way, way up, which it might do, um, especially as people, you know, 20% of the teams get rid of Kane and things like that. Um, I'll keep an eye on that. And if Rashford ownership skyrockets, then um then I'll just bring Morris down to something cheaper and have Rashford instead. But at the moment Fernandez is there. Um Saka we spoke about Haaland, um Watkins we've spoken about enough, I think. And then Carlton Morris is, I think, is my favourite budget player in the game at the moment. Um, Seven point one, so it's it's only a touch more really than these sort of budget midfielders. And you know, you can always go down to one of those midfielders. If I've got Nakamba and he's picking up two, three tackles and a booking every week, um, while Morris is getting shots here every game and scoring the odd goal. Then you know it's much more difficult to get from to get from the camber to well anyone, but you know up to Morris. Where I think I've gone with the flexible approach here. If I start with Colton Morris, I do I do like him. I think he's a really good budget option. And then if somebody like Kamara um, or Nakamba, or I'm not sure what Bazuma is, is he cheaper than Morris? But if somebody it's like that becomes point two, I think. Okay, but. I mean, you get the point. If one of these cheap midfielders becomes the, the clear choice, then I can always go down to them from Morris. 
Um, so that's kind of the reason that I've done that. Um, so yeah, that, that's me. But uh, subject to change, obviously, we've got a couple of weeks, but that's they, my thinking at the moment. 11 days to be exact. Yeah. And then there's me. And I'm quite happy that I've got a lot of the same players as you guys have got, which is which is kind of cool. Um, and a lot of the same thinking as well. This is exactly the same thinking as you might have for Gibbs White, in all fairness. I, I came to the conclusion I needed one, looking at the single game days, and Gibbs White is the one. Uh, I don't can't consider anybody else. Uh, I really like Diaby. I think Villa will fly this year, and I think he's he's already doing really well in pre-season. But I, I knew he was a threat from his time in Germany anyway. Um, the last two seasons, he's been fantastic. So I wanted a piece of that earlier action. Um, I do kind of like Villa's fixtures going forward. Maybe Newcastle's a bit difficult, but I'll, I'll take it. Um, and as you can see, I've kind of ticked off the, the, the main approach in terms of Stones, Haaland and Saka and Salah. Uh, sorry, uh, Haaland, Saka and Salah. And I've got João Pedro at top because I don't think he's that expensive in terms of a striking option. And I do think Brighton's first fixtures warrant an attacking option but the midfielders one I didn't really I didn't want to go for but you know they spent 30 million on João Pedro he seems to be really really active in in pre-season starting most of the games looks really lively so for me there's no been no, been no look of Evan Ferguson up front it looks like they're getting rid of Undav so for me I think João Pedro's a, a lock to start at that top for Brighton and I do think he could do quite well um, against Luton in the first game I don't think there's much to lose there so uh, I, I've partnered uh, Haaland and João Pedro at top. But I think you'll get minutes there in every game. So I think you'll get something off him. If he's really cheap, he's a decent punt, I think, for the early couple of game weeks. If he, even if he bits 20 minutes, he's yeah. enough time to score against Luton, right? It, it, exactly. Yeah, there is that. And, and, and he's, not, he's not so cheap that there aren't other people to get to if I wanted to. Um, you know, there's there's options to, to move that around eventually. So, uh, you know, I think for the first three games, isn't it? They got pretty decent. Like I think it's Luton Palace and sort of Bournemouth, is it or something? One other e- easyish game. There's no point. There's no problem with starting with him. Um, so that that's my team. I, I'd say for a, a Darren team, I've considered all the key FPL points that you should really cover off, like in terms of tackles, passing, high owned. Maybe Diaby wouldn't be the one, but there they go. I have to have one in there. <laughs> yeah, it looks more like a Sky team than previous things I've seen. <laughs> you I need it. There, that's what I need. I'm so happy. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you've got. Uh, yeah, it's. Um, I think it's reasonable. I'm not sure about Casemiro, to be honest, mate. I think if you can get that to like Martinez or Shaw or something, I think that's better. But okay. but it's you know it's your team. Um, also, Dave, yeah. you did that and went to four four two. If if Joel Pedro. It looks like the ideal sort of player to move on to Nakamba should he start playing. So if you've already if you've got a moment, you can't do that because you've got all your midfield spots oh, taken. So Casemiro goes to Martinez or Shaw or something. You've got the option of going four five one and moving Pedro to Nakamba when Luton start playing or something. Yeah, I've got it, points got to consider. Five in the bank here, so potentially that might work. I can't remember if how much Shaw is over Casemiro. I definitely think that. Yeah, I'm not too sure I can make that. Martinez might be easier, but uh, we'll, we'll, I'll have to have a look at it. But like you said, 11 days. But hey, you said yeah. it looks more like a Sky team, so I'm all right with that. <laughs> all uh, right, cool. Well, cool. We've, been going, we've been going over an hour now, so we should yeah, shut 10, up. And, yeah, we've well, we got another one yeah. to do later as well. Ridiculous. Um, I'll say it in this video, I'll say it in next. We have got Sky and FPL Mini Leagues, so please head to our Twitter page, get the codes, and join the Mini Leagues. Um 
we haven't decided what we're doing for the end of them, but I'm sure we will do something. Uh, appreciate all the support recently. We are well over 600 subscribers now. Had a lot of views in pre-season, so we appreciate that. We put in the effort, so I'm glad you guys watch. Uh, thank you very much. Yeah, thanks, everybody. We'll put the mini league code out with the with the tweet uh, for the pod later. Um, we'll also then, yeah, have please a gaffer one as well. There's a, there's a gaffer code coming, uh, which will be, uh, I think it's like a man on pod is the code to sign up as well. I, I'm getting it sorted now. So cool. Lucky people. All right. Thanks, everybody. Cheers, guys. See you later. <laughs> bye bye.